0: And welcome back to The Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at TV.com. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, and our main website where you can listen to The Exxon, 724-365, is www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Leroy Blevins Sr. He was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. He now resides in uh, Cynthia, Kentucky, with his family. Now, at a very young age, uh, Leroy had a passion for research. The first research he started was on Noah's Ark, and it became a lasting research for him. Then, by 1985, Leroy started to do an investigation into stories from the Bible. By 1987, he started to analyze films and images and restoring image and film for friends and relatives. Then by early 1900, Leroy began Blevins' research that was later later changed to Blevins' biblical investigations in the late year of 2008. In 1990, with all his hard work, he made the biggest discovery of all time. He uncovered the true story of Noah's Ark and the Great Flood and has found the true location of mysteries in history, including Noah's Ark. Joining me now is Leroy Blevins. And Leroy, welcome to the X-Zone.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's great having you with us. Uh, So, have you always been a curious person, always trying to solve the unsolved or research the greatest mysteries on Earth?
1: Uh, At first, it didn't start out that way, but... As I go on, as the years go by, it just got more and more intrigued and in mm-hmm. finding, you know, going over these biggest mysteries like the Zodiac Killer, Amelia Earhart, JFK, uh, Bigfoot, UFOs, you know, it just it intrigues me that there's a lot of information, a lot of evidence out there as just it's not being brought to light.
0: How how different is the research that you have conducted to the the stories as they're portrayed in the Bible. For example, Noah's Flood. Mm-hmm. How different is... Okay. It? Go on. How
1: different is Noah's Flood? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what we're told in the story of Noah, that Noah and his son built the ark, and that the townspeople came and uh, ridiculed, and mocked Noah and everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, in my studies... To come to find out that Noah had other people build the ark for him because his sons weren't even actually old enough or even born at the time when he started the ark. Then, when I was going over the story of the flood, I found out that, like, by the timelines, uh, Noah's father was, passed away five years before the flood. Noah's grandfather died during the flood. And when I started digging into other stories of the great flood, come to find out there was actually in the time of Noah there was actually twelve arcs built and this not the one arc
0: twelve arcs wow where did the where did the story in the Bible in your opinion go wrong then why hasn't the truth been revealed
1: well the story that we're told in the Bible just tells you the bloodline of the Hebrews mm-hmm. okay now the other stories tells you bloodlines of the other people just like if we read the Bible If you read in Genesis chapter one verse twenty-six, God said, "Let us make man." Right. Okay, which he's talking to others with him that he was going to make man, and they was going to make man. And he says, "Out of our images and our likenesses," also indicating that they didn't look alike. And then when the time of the flood came along, God says, "I'm going to remove off the earth what I have made," but he was leaving what everybody else has made.
0: So, in your opinion, based on the research that you've done, who was God?
1: God is God, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, which we find his name in the Bible when you read it, because, uh, like in the commandments, okay, don't use the Lord's name in vain. Mm-hmm. Well, in Exodus chapter 35, verse 14, it says in, the, in that verse there, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God.
0: Oh. So the name of God isn't Yahweh, it's not um, Jehovah, but it's jealous?
1: Yes. Jehovah mm-hmm. was Jesus' first name. That's when Jehovah came in. It was supposed to be in Jesus.
0: Gotcha. All right, stand by, uh, Leroy. You and I have to take our first commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. XO Nation, our special guest this hour, is Leroy Bell uh, Blevins Sr. And uh, the website is jfkreport.weebly.com. And Leroy and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as we continue right here in the XO from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Excellent. Excellent. welcome back. Leroy Blevins is my special guest this hour, www.jfkreport.weebly.com. What other stories in the Bible, uh, Leroy, have you been able to decipher or re-research that differ from the accounts that we find in the Bible?
1: Well, I've um, discovered a true location of the Garden of Eden, and uh, of the Ark of the Covenant, which holds the Ten Commandments, actually was two arcs made. Mm -hmm. One made by Bezalel, and the other one was made by Moses.
0: Now, Bezalel, was that the name of the devil? No. No?
1: Bezalel was a a man of God, that God put his, which basically he built the ark, and he also built the tabernacle, what he was supposed to carry the ark in. Mm Mm-hmm. And the pieces that Moses broke when he came down from Mount Sinai, the pieces he broke, they placed in that ark, and it carried around for a while until God made a new set. Because on the original set, there was actually 17 commandments that had writing on both sides of the tablets. Mm -hmm. But then when Moses received the second set of tablets, it just had the 10 commandments with just writing on one side.
0: Let me ask you, Leroy, why is there so much controversy when it comes to to the Bible, what it stands for, what the back philosophy is, uh, if we're in the end times, if, if the events that were talked about, the miracles in the Bible, really happened. Why do you think we have all this controversy, even today in the 21st century?
1: Well, that's always been a man. Mm. They, they're always trying to look for an answer. There's always an explanation for everything that's under the sun. There's a reason why the trees grow. There's a reason why the plants grow, and then they throw science in there with it. And they're trying to use it in different terms and trying to figure out every which way they can, just like today they're trying to clone people and everything else. Wow. And people just don't want to accept that there actually was a god. They just they won't accept, like, there's a thousand
0: gods. So when we look at the number of gods, it looks like the Greeks and the Romans were on the right track?
1: But see, there's actually only one true God, even in the Bible and other stories. There's only one true God As just basically what we're made from was mm-hmm. from God's angels.
0: I see. Fascinating uh, research. How, uh, how many years would you say the research that you've done into the Bible to bring you to the conclusion uh, that you, you've come to have taken you?
1: Well, I've been studying for 29 years. I'm actually still doing research wow. on
0: it. Incredible. Uh, let's talk about the Patterson film, the famous Bigfoot film. What's your opinion of that?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it was a hoax because of the things I found, mm-hmm. but that's my opinion. But it's also gathered by the evidence that I found and that I have, and that I could show. Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of researchers says, well, no one can make a suit like that. You know, that you see in a film. Well, I'm not no costume maker, but I actually made a suit like that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I actually got pictures of me. Go ahead. I agree with you when it comes to the Patterson film. I've never ever given it any credibility whatsoever. Roger Patterson himself had a very checkered past. You mm-hmm. know, you know, and this was nothing that uh, that I would have ever put past him. It's just like um, Mitchell Hedges, the person who brought the Mitchell Hedges uh, crystal skull. He was another Mm -hmm. showman. He also had a checkered past. When you look at the truth compared to his story, two different stories, you know, so once again. But something that I am very interested in is the JFK assassination. Let me ask you a very point-blank question. Who was the man behind the assassination of JFK? The cage How did you get to that that conclusion?
1: All the evidence I collected and what I researched on. How everything took place that day.
0: Mm -hmm. Why would the KGB want JFK dead?
1: Oh, it's easy. You know, because they can't... Well, at that time, we was going through the Cold War. And we already went to war with them against Russia twice already, you know, against Germany. Mm -hmm. And during the Cold War... Kennedy went over there, and this is when they started building the wall. When Kennedy was over there, he was trying to get peace amongst people. Plus, he was, you know, also with the African Americans, you know, everybody has equal rights and everything else. Yeah. Well, they didn't like that. So they figure what well, we could do is we'll attack by taking out Kennedy, mm-hmm. they'll have Oswald say it's Cuba you know, put in everybody's mind that he's going for Cuba and then turn around while we attack Cuba, they come in the back door after us.
0: Wow. So how many shooters were there? Was Lee Harvey Oswald the only shooter?
1: No, there was actually five. Where were they? Okay, it was... Oswald was on a sixth floor rec- uh, Texas school book depository. Right. Then he had two gunmen on shelter in shelter number three on a grassy knoll was behind Mr. Sapruder. He had one gunman on the second floor of the records building, and another gunman on the rooftop of the records building.
0: Why, in your opinion, did the KGB select Dallas, Texas, to assassinate the president?
1: Well, I think there was other couple locations they was going to pick. Mm-hmm. But Oswald was actually running a lot of it. Because Oswald was a bright and intelligent man, but just people, you know, act like he wasn't, Mm -hmm. but he really was. Because he was trying to take out General Walker months before
0: he assassinated JFK. Do you think that any of the powers to be in the United States government knew that there was a plot to assassinate President Kennedy and that the KGB was going to take their shot at him?
1: I think they did. That's why they was doing their cover-up.
0: So why do you think the government of the United States would knowingly that there was an attempt or an assassination plot in progress to assassinate President Kennedy not take the sufficient precautions in order to protect the president better?
1: Uh, Well, like I said... When you look at the government itself, no. you know, they get death threats for presidents every day. Yeah, Some things they take serious, some things they don't. Well, when you look at Kennedy, Kennedy ran a lot of stuff, just like uh, when he was in Dallas, Texas, and when he was in a, a couple of locations before he even came to Dallas, he told the secret service agents to stand down. He wanted people to be able to come to the car and touch him so he could shake his hands. Just like the motorcade route, when he was coming down Dallas, Texas, when he was coming down Main Street, he actually stopped and got out of the limo, walked over to people and started shaking their hands. But he said that if they were surrounding him, that would put the people nervous and they wouldn't want to come by him because they was afraid they was going to get hurt or something by the Secret Service agents. So actually, a lot of mistakes was made by Kennedy himself.
0: Do you think that there was any aspect of the the American Intelligence Agency or other government force that were in cahoots with the KGB in the assassination of President Kennedy?
1: Well, I don't think so because there's really no evidence mm-hmm. to show that. I mean, there's people made a lot of claims about it. Right. But when you look at overall, just like when people pointed that uh, Lyndon B. Johnson was behind it, mm-hmm. And there's really no evidence to show that he really was, even though there's a story told by a mistress of his or somebody else. But we can't actually say that that was his mistress. We can't actually say that story's true because it's just a story. There's no real evidence behind it. Now, if there was a recording or one thing or another or pictures of him shaking hands with these assassins or something, then we could say, yeah, that's evidence. But when it's just a story, that's all Hmm. we get.
0: What do we know about Lee Harvey Oswald? Was he married? Was he single? No, he was married. and he had children. Really? So what kind mm-hmm. of guy was he based on your research?
1: Well, he was an ex-Marine, mm-hmm. but then he went to Russia, moved to Russia, and they claim that he actually gave up his visa because he wanted to be, just live in Russia. He didn't want to come back to the United States. And they said, well, no, you can't do that. Well, he tried to cut his wrist and commit suicide because he didn't want to come back to the United States. So they went ahead and they said, well, okay, you can stay here. Well, after he met his wife, which his wife does work for the KGB, uh, her parents and I think an uncle works for the KGB. They was part of the KGB. So after he met her and stuff, and mm-hmm. then he decides, well, I'm going to move back to the United States. That's when everything started taking shape right then and there.
0: Did, did at any time, did Oswald have a mistress?
1: I've heard of it, and I know who you're talking about because I have talked to her myself because uh, I'm friends with her on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But I really don't see no evidence in that because of the story that was told, like when, you know, New Orleans. Well, Oswald started at that company on... The 9th, but she states it was on the 10th, but he started on the 9th. And his wife was down there with them because Ruth Payne drove them down there in May. Mm-hmm. I mean, in May of that year, 62, 63. Drove them down there in May, and then she picked them back up in September. So during the whole time that Oswald was in New Orleans, his wife was with him and his kids.
0: What's, the, what, what's her name? Uh, Patty Baker?
1: Notice Judith Van Baker.
0: Oh, I see. Judith Baker. Right. Um, so anything? So, did she make this story up that she was uh, Oswald's lover?
1: Uh, I don't know, because like I said, I don't usually go into that kind of depth. Right. Okay. And the people, because as like another researcher, I won't talk bad about the research, it's just there's a lot of information that was mishandled.
0: Just like the president's body.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's true.
0: All right, Leroy, please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation Leroy Blevins is our special guest of this hour. Here's his uh, website. It's um, jfkreport.weebly.com. That's jfkreport.weebly.com and uh, he's also the author of the JFK assassination report, 13 shots, JFK assassination colorized images. Uh, JFK assassination evidence, or of other gunmen, and who murdered JFK? And uh, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X Zone with our special guest this hour, Leroy Blevins Jr. I'm sorry, Senior. As we continue here in the X Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. My special guest this hour is Leroy Blevins Sr. Here's the website, jfkreport.weebly.com. And uh, Leroy, why do you think, here we are so many years after the, the great president's assassination, it is still one of the greatest mysteries going?
1: Because it was a mystery, it was never solved. That's why people are so interested into it, even still today. Mm-hmm because the way it was handled and a lot of information was lost and a lot of evidence was lost and it left a big opening for a 1,001 stories.
0: You know, the, the question is that if, and I'm not doubting your research, if in fact the KGB was responsible for the death of President Kennedy, why wouldn't the government pursue this? Why are they in fact protecting the KGB and their actions.
1: Because during that time, people don't understand, during that time, like I said, the Cold War was Mm -hmm. going on. Right. And to protect from World War III breaking out, they had to come up with something.
0: So was President Kennedy the the sacrificial lamb?
1: Basically, yes.
0: But if if President Johnson and his predecessors up until President Obama today, are aware of these facts. Why hasn't there been any accounting of Russia when it comes to the assassination of a president of the United States?
1: Because they're still got it based on, they're telling still the same old story of Oswald was a lone assassin, Mm -hmm. there was only three shots fired, and that's it. They know what actually took place, but there's a lot of presidents... After they sealed all the documents, mm-hmm. they now this was based on the Kennedys, not you know Lyndon B. Johnson. Nothing. The Kennedys is one that had the documents sealed for seventy-five years.
0: All right, that's the Kennedy files. But what about the mm-hmm. National Security Agency? What about the FBI? What about military intelligence? What about the the Dallas Police Department? What about the CIA? There has to be collaborating evidence somewhere that could could circumvent the sealing of the Kennedy Papers.
1: Well, like I said, they only put so much out to the people, but Mm -hmm. what they put out to the people, and there's been a lot of information out there in front of the people, and just no one ever took the time to piece it all together. Just like if actually someone sat down and analyzed all the films and the the images that were taken that day, Mm -hmm. you could see all this evidence for yourself. But they was trying to cover up so they don't start another war, because we already had the Korean War going on. I mean, the Vietnam War, the Vietnam War was already going on. They had the Cold War going on. Then they had this other, the Day of Pigs they was doing at the same time. They had all this going on. And if they prosecute and start going after Russia and the KGB for what they'd done, Mm -hmm. the Kennedy, it would just start a big, massive war, where there'd be nuclear bombs all over the place.
0: But, but, what, no but what about, what about the government Cuban government. Missile Crisis? Kennedy stood up to Gor- uh, to um, who was it? Uh, not Gorbachev, but um, oh come on, who was the prime? No, 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 no the the Russian pri- uh, premier at the All time. Oh. Um, yeah, that's how that's how significant that Ken- guy Ken- was. Right you know, Kennedy stood up to the Russians, and they mm-hmm. backed down. You know, you had Stevens in the United Nation who, you know, who who stood up and told the Russians. What I mean?
1: But see, that's a perfect plot. See, they back down so it eliminates them. Because, like I said, when I find the information mm-hmm. I found, okay, that's been in front of the public eye for all these years, you know, and I could piece it together. Mm-hmm. That's why I say the government had to know who it was, because the pure simple fact of it is, this information pinpoints of who was behind it. Everybody wanted us to start war against Cuba during that time, because of what Oswald did. Because Oswald kept on saying, you know, he's a Marxist, he's for uh, fair play, Cuban communities, you know, and everybody's sitting there thinking Cuba did it. And then you got these. Other people come out and say, well, no, Cubans didn't do did it, the mob did it, then Lyndon B. Johnson did it, our own government did it, the CIA, the FBI, had all these opportunities, all these people supposed to take out JFK, except for the people that really took them out was the KGB, but they overlooked all that.
0: What about the Warren Commission?
1: Well, the Warren Commission, I think they just put it all together, what they could find, and just throw it out there. Mm-hmm. They did a sloppy job in doing it because, like I said, when I analyzed, when I took on the case, I've read a lot of stories myself, heard a lot of eyewitnesses' claims, and a lot of documents you could see was falsified, so I said, well, the only way I'm going to actually find out actually what happened that day is I'm just going to base it on what I can find in the films and images, Mm -hmm. see what they tell me. That's when I found the gunman on the grassy knoll. You can see them taking their shots. There's other images showing them with their rifles, having the rifles in their hand. The gunman on the second floor, you can see the rifle in his hand. You can see the shots taken from another film, the Hughes film. You can see him taking the shots. JFK was shot four times. But see, Governor Connolly was supposed to be assassinated too because I had two gunmen in two different locations take a shotgun over Connolly too, but he ended up surviving.
0: Hmm. Jack Ruby, where does he play into this entire scenario?
1: Honestly, he was just upset. That's where the mob came in. That's where the mob came into play by the way he assassinated Oswald. He comes in. That's what mob would do. If mob was going to take somebody out, they come right to the person and fire at him. Mm-hmm. That's how that story got started. But Jack Ruby, when I did research on him, He wasn't there to assassinate Oswald, as people put it, because first, when he was supposed to move Oswald at 10 o'clock in the morning, Jack Reed was still home. The only reason why he went downtown was to mail wire some money at the West Union was just right down the street from where where they had Oswald. He was right down the street, and he actually got a ticket stamped of wiring money out to one of his dancers for $25. He got ticket stamped three minutes before he killed Oswald. Wow. So he wasn't in a rush. He was just mad because Ruby did like the Kennedys, and when he seen Oswald come out, he just snapped and shot Oswald.
0: How about the, uh, the prosecutor in uh, Louisiana, uh, New Orleans, uh, Mr. Garrison? Was he on the right track?
1: Mr. Garrison. He was on the right track somewhat, but like I said, he's based on the information that people telling him, the stories, and the documents that he's been reading, mm-hmm. that's what he based his, you know, his research on and trying to prosecute Shaw because you think Shaw was behind it. Right. But then again, like I said, if you watch the Kennedy assassination and you actually watch it by the films itself, not by reenactments or anybody else, you will see it was a military, whether it, whether, what happened that day, it was a military action. Because you have two gunmen aiming at JFK at the same time. Then you have a gunman aiming at uh, Governor Conley. Kennedy gets shot four times. Then you have Governor Conley being shot twice. And then you have these distraction shots to get people starting running around. Okay? Yeah. That's what the other distraction shots were, because those distraction shots was taken in, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on the steps where the three men were standing right there by the Pelagor, by the picket fence. A distraction shot struck there. Got two distraction shots that hit the manhole cover, concrete, which both of them bull holes still could be seen today. He had two shots to hit into the grass area. He had one curb shot to hit where James Tagg was standing. Then he had one shot to hit a sign that was on a lamppost. This is to get the people to scatter and run around up the hillside so they come in on a grassy knoll, can blend in with the people as they're running up there, blend in with them, and get out into the parking lot.
0: So you're convinced, based on the research that you did, the films that you watched, the documents that Mm -hmm. you have read, that President John F. Kennedy was assassinated by the KGB? Yes. All right, so... Because? Because why?
1: Well, see, like I said, if you look at the films and stuff and you do background checks even on the people just like to me when you do research or an investigation as Mm -hmm. you know everybody's a suspect Yes, until you eliminate them Mm -hmm. Mr. Sapruder I'm not saying he was a part of it but when you look at the facts that we could see like he was the only one that was filming on that side of the street another fact the gunman was right behind him no more than 12 feet away from him he was now when the shots was fired behind him, Mrs. Assessment took her hands up, which we can see in the Orville Nicks film. She takes her hands up and covers Mr. Spruder's ears. Mm-hmm. Why did she do that? When Mr. Spruder was done with this film, he jumps off the wall, walks away like nothing happened. He's going to go ahead. He went to the um, TV station. He was one of the first people they interviewed there. He was on live TV. He holds up his fist, and then he coughs, and then he brings up his fist and holds his fist up, like a Russian hammer symbol. Same thing Oswald did when he brought him into custody, mm-hmm. and they was taking pictures of him. He was holding one fist up, so he was in handcuffs.
0: So, so am I correct in understanding, the, once again, based on the research that you've done, based on mm-hmm. the films that you've watched, based on the documents you've read, Number one, Lee Harvey Oswald was the man that was coordinating this entire operation? Yes. Lee Harvey Oswald was a member of the KGB? Yes. And that it's possible that Zapruder himself was part of this entire scenario?
1: Yes, because even his family migrated from Russia when he was a little boy. Okay. Okay. His family uh, migrated from Russia.
0: Who in your who in your opinion, uh, Leroy, was responsible for the death of Officer Tippett?
1: Uh, I never really looked into that much. Okay, I mean there was eyewitnesses that did state that Oswald was the one who shot him. Yeah, and he was in a lineup, and they did find gun residue on his hand. So I would say yes, he did shot Officer Tippett.
0: In your opinion, during your research. Was there any evidence that was found in the, the book depository that directly linked Oswald besides uh, yep. uh, to, to the crime itself?
1: Yes. Well, see, the sniper's nest, mm-hmm. they found his palm print and his fingerprints on the boxes in the sniper's nest. The rifle, which was a decoy rifle, which is a car cannon rifle, he did not use that. But he still placed it there as decor, rifle by the steps, which had his palm print on it as well. Here in uh, just last year, mm-hmm. my friend Guy Cooper was watching a video where he's seen images from the National Archives that shows the bullet casings. Mm-hmm. He contacts me says, Leroy, he says, looks like there's fingerprints on these bullet casings. So I said, okay, I took a look at the video. So I made some contacts. We ended up getting first. Images from the National Archives of these bullet casings. On two of the bullet casings, I found a fingerprint. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I'm going to eliminate Oswald and see if this was his print or not, so we can eliminate it and see whose print this is. Mm-hmm. I tested every one of Oswald's fingerprints against it, and one didn't match. It was his thumbprint. His right thumbprint was pressed on two of the bullet casings.
0: How did you get a copy of Oswald's fingerprints?
1: Oh, they! You can go to, uh, you can get them off the archives. It's oh, in uh, uh, Dallas police report. Okay, you can get a copy of his fingerprints.
0: This is, um, you know, like I like I was saying earlier. This is, this is a mystery that has haunted hundreds, if not millions, of people over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think the truth will ever come out? Like, I mean, besides you publishing your books, and I don't understand why somebody hasn't picked up your books and just run with them based on the evidence and the photos that you have in your books.
1: Well, they're trying to push me out. Really? Okay, they're trying to push me out. Yeah, because all the researchers, all top researchers, have seen the images Mm -hmm. that I found. They've seen my post, you know, but... If it don't match theirs, uh-huh. they don't want anybody to know about it. To me, it doesn't matter. If so I can tell people if they don't believe my research, yeah. that's fine. I don't care. You know, that's their opinion. But believe in what you can see. Don't believe what you're told or what you read. Believe in what you can see. Because, like, when I point out the gunman and the shelter and the mm-hmm. Mormon photo, there's actually people that actually went online, looked at all different copies of the Mormon photo, and said... Yeah, you can see both of them in The next film, when I point out the frames of the shots, where you can see the two shots come from the shelter, they look at me and says, yes, you can see them in every copy of the film. That's the key fact. Once you find the location, and you know where to look at, then when you start analyzing the films, and you start analyzing the images, you know a location to look at, and you can see if there's any evidence out there that pinpoints shots coming from the grassy knoll. There's none coming from the picket fence, period. But when you find a gunman in shelter number three, which is behind Mr. Sapruder, and here is Bill Newman saying the shots came from behind him, shelter uh, number three was behind him. So this eyewitness is telling the truth because he said the shots came from behind him. The image is showing the gunman Mm -hmm. behind him. It's showing the shots coming from behind him. So everything matches
0: right there. All right, stand boy. Leroy, you and I have to take our final break for this hour. Man has this hour ever gone by fast. Exonation Leroy Blevins Sr. is my special guest this hour. www.jfkreport.weebly.com is his website. And Leroy and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada fascinating books, fascinating story, fascinating man. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Whatever you do, don't go away. XO Leroy Blevins Sr. is our special guest this hour. He is the gentleman who has written a number of books including let me see the jfk assassination report 13 shots the jfk assassination colorized images jfk assassination evidence and other gunmen of other gunmen i should say and who murdered jfk his website is jfkreport.weebly.com how far in advance Did Oswald and those involved in the assassination know the president's route?
1: Uh, Well, according to the people and the reports and stuff, they said it was only a day or so, Mm -hmm. but actually it was like four weeks. They knew the route.
0: Is it possible they were given information from a leak?
1: Could be. I can't say there wasn't, but Mm -hmm. like I said, there's no evidence to prove it, but it was printed in newspapers.
0: How did Lee you know, I find it almost amazing that somebody was able to see Lee Harvey Oswald enter the theater and that the police responded there so quickly. Was there anything behind that entire story?
1: Uh, There could have been, okay, because like I said, uh, by his route Mm -hmm. and what he did, just like the spotter that was, um, which I call a spotter, that was on the corner of, Houston and Elm, where he sat there and gave a full description of what Oswald looked like and what he had on. Because from the sixth floor window, he said there was gunmen up there. Mm-hmm. That's why the police ran up there because he said the gunman was up there, and this is what he had on. This is what he looked like, and everything else. To me, yeah, they was trying to set up Oswald at the same time.
0: So they were going. That to, was a backup plan. So they were going to also. Put the blame on Oswald to keep the blame on the salt, like, like a double cross, basically. Or did Oswald know yep. that this was going to happen?
1: Yes, he knew it was going to happen. But that's why he wasn't worried about it so much, because the Carcano rifle was uh, um, ordered on his other name that he uses, Adel. I mean, a Heidel. Mm-hmm. That's what he ordered Carcano rifle with. And that was a decor rifle, so he never thought it was going to trace back to him. But he wasn't smart enough to take his fake ID out of his wallet. I see. He actually left it in there.
0: The so the the weapon that he actually fired at President Kennedy would the shots have gotten away in the time frame that no one else could use? You know, get the the rifle to fire at the president at the at this very fast pace.
1: Yeah, well, see, Oswald only fired two rounds. They say it was three rounds, but he actually fired two rounds because that's only two shots that came in from the left I mean from the right and exit going left. And between both of them shots was five point sixty something seconds. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I know it's five point sixty something seconds. But he was actually using a Springfield rifle. He did not use the Carcano rifle.
0: Leroy, I I wanna thank you so much for coming on to the show. Um I wish you much continued success. I'd love to have you back on in the future because there's so much more to discuss and in the, in the other investigations that you've done and the research that you've done. But until that time, I want to thank you once again for taking time out of your schedule to join us and let our listeners know where they can get copies of your book from.
1: All four of my books are on Amazon.com. All they have to do is type in JFK at Books, Paperback, and you'll
0: find all my books on there. Leroy, take care of yourself, my friend. Once again, thanks for joining us tonight. I thank you. Exonation, Nation, Leroy Blevins Sr., www.jfkreport.weebly.com. Once again, you heard it right here. Lee Harvey Oswald was responsible for the group of those involved in killing President Kennedy in Dallas, Texas. It was a KGB-sanctioned hit. And there you've got it. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast network in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
1: Duncan refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day